Hi folks, this is Henry Work, world-renowned barrel expert and author of the book Wood, Whiskey, and Wine, A History of Barrels. I've got Judd putting a medium toast on his wood. Hey, 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 hold on, what? Hey, I could have made a barrel bung joke. Oh, thanks for thanks for keeping it classy, Henry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm introducing today's show. You can't have truly great spirits without wood barrels, and you can't have truly great cocktails without a master bartender. And we've got one of those on this episode. Andrew Salazar has been a star of the Napa Valley wine cocktail scene since the moment he got behind the shtick at age 21. He's an academic mixologist and we'll hear his stories about slinging booze in the heart of the wine country. But first, let me invite you to visit Judd over at his winery, Judd's Hill. It's easy to find on the south end of the beautiful Silverado Trail in Napa, and the fine folks there will show you a great time with delicious wines. Visiting information can be found at www.juddshill.com. While on the website, find great wine pairing recipes, read wine-related poetry, and see Judd's quirky videos. Also, why not put some wine in your shopping cart? As a perk for listening, here's a deal. Type in coupon code JNVS in lowercase letters upon checkout and get 15% off your entire wine order. You can even get a better deal than that by joining Judd's Hill Wine Club. Have a look. Now let's mix things up with Andrew. Thanks, Henry. I'm having a barrel of fun with you. All right. (laughs) Go for it. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Chad Fingelstein. Good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. How are you? Doing good, Judd. Thank Top you. of the day. Top of the day. Thank you for that rousing introduction once again. You're welcome. The best in the biz. Absolutely. What's going on in your life? Well, my birthday's coming up on uh, Thursday. This very Thursday. That's right. I'll Happy be... early birthday. Thanks. I'll be 23. Wow. Ah, uh, the babies grow up so quickly. Yep. Any big plans? Well... Does well, Napa Valley need to brace itself for the onslaught? Well... Is this going to be Hurricane Lauren? <laughs> well... Are you unleashing yourself on the streets and people of Napa Valley for your birthday? <laughs> no. Oh. We'll just think of something. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. You know, if anybody's listening and has some ideas of what Lauren should do for his birthday, well, I don't know. Put him in a... Find a pigeon and tie it to its leg and send it down to the station and we'll... Uh, no, don't do that to a pigeon. Don't do that to a pigeon. Oh, put, no, never. Put a, put a message in a bottle, roll it down the Napa River. Our guest today, his uh, place of employment is just across from the river. Maybe he'll fish it out and uh, ah. if it gets to us by Thursday, you'll you'll let us know, right, Andrew? But of course, of course, Judd. Okay, thanks. But happy birthday, sir. I hope you have a, a rousing time of it. Thank you. I know you will because you're a party dude. I am. You hit all the events. I love to party. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I've seen you in action. Yeah. And it's a pretty sight, let me tell you. I've got a couple things coming up. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's uh, coming up uh, really soon, Sunday, 
June 29th is the annual Napa Valley Barbecue and Beer Battle. Woohoo! Yeah, seriously. This is incredible. What a fun event this is. This is going to be the fifth annual, I believe. Yes, because a current four-time current undefeated champion, Pat Burke. And previous guest. And previous guest. Uh, has retired from competition. I know he's he's had the crown four times since it started. No one could beat him. He's retired from competition, but he will be there to welcome the contestants this year. It's going to be Sunday, June 29th at the Marriott Napa Valley, right here in the city of Napa. Uh, from 1 to 4 p.m., it all benefits the Napa Valley Education Foundation's Music Connection Program, which ensures music instruction and musical instruments for our students in the public schools. Great cause, dear to my heart. Uh, coming from a musical family. And Judd's Hill, of course, is the wine sponsor. So along with all of the craft beers, I think I heard eight. It's about eight, maybe nine, ten. I don't know. Eight. Let's go with eight. I don't want to overpromise, but let's say there's eight craft brewers. We'll have booths there. And folks who come will be able to vote for their favorite beer. So it'll be a winner for beer. And then they're going to vote for their favorite barbecue. And the two chefs going head to head. There's Joey Ray of Vin 11 right there at the Marriott, and he has quite the pedigree in barbecue. He is a master. And he's going up against Jonathan Bodnar of Smokeville, another master of the queue. So all attendees get to vote. It's people's choice. You, as an attendee, will crown the next king of Napa Valley barbecue. And if you would like to get tickets, you can go to, you know, I don't have the event-specific website on me right now. That's terrible. But I will tell you, if you go to Judd's Hill dot com and click on events it's there and you can get the tickets through there oh and i am donating an auction item there will be a not a silent auction excuse me a live auction as they do every year the grand prize i guess you want to call it or lot that gets the fiercest bidding is the recreation of the barbecue and beer battle which happens at the marriott so whoever wins that lot whoever the lucky bidder is gets to recreate that for a party of 12 just a private party invite their friends or whoever they want both chefs will create the fe- the uh, feast, and Judd's Hill will provide the wine for that as well. It's it's a great night. So that's one lot, and I am donating a Southern California experience. Marriott has two nights lodging down at LA Live, you know, happening hotspot in downtown Los Angeles, and then just eight miles away at the legendary Magic Castle in Hollywood, California, I will host the lucky. Winning bitter for dinner, dinner for two, plus Judd's Hill Wines, and an evening of magic and entertainment at the Magic Castle in Hollywood. So that's going to be a great lot. Hope we get some good bitters in that day. Again, barbecue and beer battle Sunday, June 29th. You can go to Judd'sHill.com events page and get all the information, get your tickets. Always a good time. And wow, save, that's awesome, Judd. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. August 1st, Friday, is going to be the Yucapalooza. At Oxbow. Bingo. Another wonderful evening. I can give more details later, but it's music. It's fun. The Oxbow merchants do island-style specials. And what else? Oh, there'll be a vintage Aloha Wear marketplace. You can get cool old Hawaiian shirts and dresses. Have some fun. Hear live music with lots of ukuleles. That's August 1st, 6 to 9 p.m. for free out at Oxbow. (sighs) So much going on this summer. Boy, that's a lot to say. I should say so, sir. We've got a guest. He's ah, sitting yes. here. He's already been on microphone, but I think we should give him a proper introduction, shall oh, we? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Lauren Mole. No problem, Judd. A fine mixologist who does not play goalie for the Dallas Stars. 
When the queen needs a drink, she sends for him in her palace car. He's a friendly chap, a real pal at the bar. Let's welcome to the show... Andrew Salazar. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how are you, Lauren? <laughs> Doing great. Excellent, excellent. Uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of a trick rhyming Salazar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but well, that was pretty, well, pretty I creative. Think, I think it was uh, pulled off uh, <laughs> exceptionally well. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Of course, of course. Andrew Salazar, mixologist extraordinaire, Napa Valley legend at such a young age behind oh. the bar here. Why, thank you. Um, that is uh, quite the accolade. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm uh, worthy of it, but thank well, you nonetheless. I'm going to tell you why you are worthy of it just after this, because I noticed you have... You, did you bring me a little gift? Uh, I see yeah, so, yeah, something I sure nice. I sure did. You know, every what once in a while, I get, uh, uh, I get the itch to do a little cooking. And while I've always considered myself fairly handy with a skillet, I've decided to uh, to try my hand at, uh, at pastries for uh, reasons that we'll probably get into this is a homemade. little bit later. This is homemade. That's beautiful. Made ah. made, made by my own uh, grubby little hands. Oh, don't say grubby. <laughs> I figured you just picked this up in the kitchen down no, there at no. uh, where you work. And... No, no. I decided to give it a crack myself. So uh, it doesn't make for great radio describing, uh, talking about things that you cannot see. However, what is it? It is a chocolate biscotti. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's, well, thank you. It looks perfectly. It's perfectly sliced. It's got the classic biscotti, you know, thin oval shape. Sure, sure. Yes, There's yes. Did you nuts did, in there? Did you notice the uh, the topping of demerara sugar? Is well, I was going to say it looks actually with sugar. actually technically it's turbinado sugar, but uh, we'll keep that a secret. Yeah, well, demerara sugar, near and dear to my heart, is a rum lover. Absolutely. So I'm going to have one at least, maybe Lauren too. But do you mind if I? Let some uh, listener get in on this as no, well. No, no, I wouldn't mind at all. Uh, in fact, I brought a. Uh, oh, look at that! You've got uh, a little tub, yeah, a little. I brought, I brought, I brought a, a, a half dozen for uh, for anybody. Well, I, I would say fortunate. Yeah, fortunate. In, well, in, in, in a questioning tone. Sell yourself. Sell okay. yourself, man. Fortunate. <laughs> well, it's beautiful to look at. Okay, gang, if you would like to get your hands on Judd's goodies, that's what we call this when when I'm brought a goodie bag. All you have to do is if you're at your computer, at your smartphone, and you've got Twitter. Send a tweet right now, this very moment. We'll take the first tweet that has hashtag JNVS, which stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Hashtag JNVS, and then you can write, getting my hands on Judd's goodies. I will take this uh, Tupperware full of delicious chocolate biscotti, handmade by mixologist extraordinaire Andrew Salazar. I'll bring that back over to Judd's Hill, and then in the next day or so, if you can swing by, it'll have your name on it. So tweet, hashtag JNVS, and you can have this deliciousness. Andrew, let's get to you, ma'am. You are currently right now at the Thomas Fagiani's. That is true. You are mixing drinks. They've become known as a real cocktail destination. Before we get too into what you're doing right now, though, let's go back a ways. Okay. You've been at this game for quite some time. Sure. You're a young dude, but I'd say over a decade you have been... Just a well-known bartender. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've uh, I've been applying uh, my trade behind the stick for uh, for at least ten years or so. Yeah, about ten years. Because you can't uh, be much uh, more than thirty I, years old. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I uh, turned twenty-one, I kind of uh, kind of fell into a uh, position behind the bar. Uh, really enjoyed it. Have kind of been uh, doing it ever since, in uh, some capacity or capacity or the other. Now you grew up here in Napa Valley. I did. Yeah, you're yeah. Saint Helena boy. I am. Yeah, I think we are both graduates of the uh, high school up there in San Yes, 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 that's true. Yeah, many years apart, but, (laughs) (laughs) but graduates nonetheless. So growing up, did you get a sense that Napa Valley is a great place to... To create delicious things, or was that really not on your radar? Like, when did you figure out that you wanted to do something like this? I think I uh, it, it happened uh, 
for me, fairly late. Yeah, it, it took a long time for me to develop a distinguished palate, you might say, or, yeah. or, or, or at least a, a discerning palate. Unlike, uh, you know, uh, a lot of kids around here who kind of grew up and were familiar with the uh, uh, wine industry and have probably experienced, you know, a broader sense of taste and smell and just overall, you know, sort of culinary experience uh, or gastronomic experience. I didn't really have that. Uh, not a... Uh, um, I'm not originally from uh, California. I was born in Reno, moved out to the area when I was about 10 or 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, took a, took a little while uh, for me to uh, notice all the great uh, things uh, around me. And I think that first took place when my friend began working at the uh, uh, acclaimed Terra restaurant in St. Helena, a place uh, run by Judd, uh, pardon me, by Hirosone and uh, Lissa Domaini. I'd um, like to take credit, friend, but it's yes, a great yes, place, yes, but uh, I won't. Uh, a friend, uh, a friend, uh, uh, friend of mentors to me, and definitely a friend uh, to Judd um, and his family. And one day, I think I was about eighteen at this time. My friend invited me out for dinner at Terra. I didn't really have much, uh, much else going on, so I decided to <laughs> accompany him. Uh, and uh, you know, at, at this time, I, I wasn't too. Uh, too much in the adventurous eating camp, you know, uh, iceberg lettuce with, uh, you know, craft blue cheese dressing uh, was uh, was enough to uh, to sate my uh, um, my palate. That was a big night out for you. Well, that was my yeah. question. Did you grow up in a household that that cooked? I mean, right now you do. I want I want to get back to the terror store, but mm -hmm. but you you have an approach to your bartending that's definitely a chef's palate. But did you grow up? Were you, was your family in the kitchen doing, or, or not? Um, not so much. If uh, iceberg lettuce, nothing, uh, no, no, nothing too terribly, uh, you know, uh, adventurous. But you know, we had uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, you know, rotating uh, melange of uh, different. <laughs> Different dishes that would uh, that would come through every night. You know, we'd always get excited. You know, for for certain nights, whether you know it was taco night or or uh, uh, pot roast. Um, um, you know, there was you know there was everybody's favorites. You know, looking back, um, actually, leftover night was actually a, a, a night that I uh, that I that I relish, probably because I never have any leftovers in my uh, in, in my own fridge uh, these days. <laughs> All right, so nothing really pushing the extremes too much, you know, but good food yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing too uh, bold and adventurous. Every once in a while, I'd, uh, you know, get a chance to, uh, you know, try my hand at, you know, flipping, uh, you know, some, some burgers and some dogs and some steaks on the grill. As far as, you know, uh, my involvement, it was fairly minimal. Okay, so your buddy's working at Terra. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school buddy? I mean, yep, guys yep. just... Well, yeah. Um, you know, it, well, actually, yes, a little bit before that, uh, from uh, the Robert Louis Stevenson days. Oh, uh, junior high buddies. Junior high so buddies, yeah. You guys are buddies a long time. He gets mm -hmm. a job at Terra. One yep. night, he says, hey, let's go eat at work. Yeah. You go with him, and what happens? Well, I get exposed to a, a couple of things that uh, really open my eyes to the culinary arts. So... You know, we had uh, we had ordered our uh, our appetizer and our entree, um, but we also had a few things uh, sent our way as a, a little bit of a kitchen love. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you and know the crew, yeah, you get a little kitchen yeah, love, and that's always absolutely. nice. Get a little uh, get a little love thrown your way. And so the very first thing was a uh, a little oyster shooter. It was a uh, a Miyagi oyster in uh, in ponzu sauce. I've never had a raw oyster or even a cooked oyster to that point. And uh, so it was a it was, it was a really uh, um, you know first fascinating experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember eating my first oyster. I you know I just I had it as a young age. So I, I love them to this sure. day. Oh, yeah. But what what is it like having that first oyster? Well, you know it was a you know a bit intimidating at first. Uh, you know, but uh, when you when you know you're you're absolutely not allowed 
to show any fear at that point. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't, but I could, you know, just imagine, you know, the chef peeking around the corner, uh, you know, giving me the hairy eyeball if, right. uh, if, if, if I hadn't, you know, oh, and uh, it man, been ma- shame- manned up. And- exactly. And it wouldn't have been, sh- it would have been shameful to your oh, guests absolutely. too. Like, I brought you here. You yeah. Know, you eat everything that's given. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I like to think that I've, uh, you know, procured a good amount of, or, you know, proper acumen and, uh, and manners. Very good. Um, and, Very polite, uh, you young know, man. even if it's uh, something that might uh, cause uh, gastric distress, <laughs> I was going to uh, take that uh, take that oyster down. And I did. And I was um, very, very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And you were only 18, so 18. you couldn't wash yeah. it down with a shot that's of something true. or a glass that's of true. wine. Or yeah, yeah. It was just probably a, a water or a coke or yeah, something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that moment, your eyes became open to this new world. Uh, wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. You what know, did you do about it? Well, at uh, at one point, I was uh, thinking about uh, enrolling in uh, the the culinary arts. At the time, uh, Napa Valley College, the uh, the Upper Valley Campus. I think uh, back then they had uh, just fairly recently rolled out their uh, their culinary program. So that was something that I was. Uh, Pondering, contemplating at the time. Also, that that also happened to be the time that uh, you know this whole new genre of food TV started coming to the forefront. And so, you know, I, I you know I remember, you know, growing up, I was always you know fairly interested, even though I never really applied it in a set of shows. I think it was on Discovery Channel, and it was always great chefs of New Orleans or mm, great yeah. chefs of the world. And it was uh, really interesting. Uh, for some reason, I always thought that was, uh, um, you know, held a certain fascination for me. And to see it go mainstream with, uh, you know, guys who are showing you in very dressed down sort of uh, atmosphere how to create uh, really fantastic dishes in a, uh, in a way that makes you want to uh, get in there and, uh, you know, uh, dirty your pots and pans was uh, just kind of the the the, the whole timing uh, zeitgeist uh, to uh, yeah. to uh, you know borrow a, a phrase that's become unexpectedly popular. There you go. Well, but you didn't go to cooking school. No, I didn't. I didn't. But um, you ended up behind a bar. That's true. That's true. See, the thing is, How, okay, is ahead. that I was. My, my plan to uh, to pay for a uh, cooking school was to uh, get a job at a restaurant, oh, you know, maybe get a little hands-on experience. And while I still do have a, a, an enormous respect for kitchen work and those who choose that uh, that uh, uh, career path, um, when you when you work in a restaurant, you uh, get a very vivid and uncensored look as to uh, uh, that career path. Um, it's very very. It it it, it takes a, ver- a certain personality and it takes a cer- certain temperament and commitment to choose that because it it's kind of a kind of a you know tough life not to bemoan anybody or their uh, or their career path, but it takes a lot of dedication. And I wasn't I, you know, at that point. I wasn't sure if I was up to the task right. to. Uh, to spend uh, that much, uh, you know, time in school, in internship, um, you know, super long hours, very, very little pay in a, in a stressful environment. So I decided to uh, to stay on the uh, on the other side of a uh, service aspect in the front of the house. You know, I'll just, uh, you know, be a, be a be a weekend warrior sort of uh, sort of cook. Still uh, still able to have an outlet for creative cooking, but not to have it be uh, my profession. Understood. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I think the restaurant biz. Love my friends in the restaurant business. Absolutely, yeah. love I mean, what they do. So, so grateful that they're there. They're doing what they're doing. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I know I could do it. It's one of the toughest business that mm-hmm. I, at least as an observer, that I could sure. imagine being in. Yet you do end up in the restaurant business in a way. I mean, you end up working in a, in wonderful restaurants behind the bar, which to me 
and those who know your drinks is where you ought to be. It's like you found what you ought to be doing in life, at least to the person who enjoys what you do. So your first gig is, is it Trevenia? That's right. Uh, first... Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was at uh, Trevenia. You know, started just doing, just doing uh, you know, kind of uh, basic intro uh, work, uh, which is good because it's, you know, it has laid the foundation for a lot of, you know, work ethic and know-how, you know, just kind of the nuts and bolts of, uh, yeah. of floor service uh, as a busser. And so uh, I did that uh, for a while. Took a took a good you know month month and a half for it to really click. And then one day everything you know seemed to kind of sync up as opposed to you know really having to think about my next step. Where do I have to go? And yeah, yeah. Well, once you got behind the bar, though, I mean, I guess you were a busser. Then sure. something opened up yep. behind the bar and yep. you jumped in. Yeah. I mean, it was to me it was immediate. Like the first time I think I ever remember seeing you is because I noticed the drink first. You know, mm-hmm. there was something on the menu. That looked very unusual. And at this time, you know, whatever it was, 11, 10, 11 years ago, like cocktails were not a thing in Napa Valley. Sure, sure. You know, it was wine culture Mm -hmm. and food, of course. But it was tough to get a good drink at some, even some of the nicest restaurants. You know, some places could do a decent gin and tonic. Sure. And they had a lot of fancy spirits on walls of restaurants, but not a lot of folks really knew what to do with it. And there was this drink. It looked very interesting to me, unlike anything I'd ever seen. I ordered it. It was fantastic you know it had layers of flavors and good balance and aromatics and i thought wow who made this so i went over to the bar to just to say hello and thank you and it was you and that's how i first you know that's how you first got on my radar sure. screen was through that drink which was lambretta rosa i, re- I even recall you that's know, true yeah a dozen years later and uh, that was one of your creations what did they start letting you go nuts immediately? I mean, did you have this sense once you got behind a bar, like, okay, I can pour a martini in a Manhattan and a you know vodka tonic, but I'd really like to be creating something new and interesting. For me at that time, I was also and still currently am trying to expand my own repertoire and knowledge base with wine. And at the time, I was the uh, assistant to the wine director, uh, Shelley Kurt. Great. And so, you know, that afforded a lot of opportunity to sit in on tastings whenever, you know, a tasting rep would come through. Beer, wine, spirits. And one of the spirits that was dropped off to us was fairly intriguing. There was a whole range of flavors that were presented to us, but there was one that really stood out. And I believe the uh, the company is called... Uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking right now. Oh, it but was it something. was um, <laughs> it was something. It's, uh, um, I remember it's from uh, Monrovia, California. Something spirits, not kindred spirits. Uh, I'm blanking, but it was a, a candied ginger vodka. Yeah, yeah, that was the base. Yeah, of that yeah, drink. yeah, candied ginger vodka. And I don't know. One day uh, we were like, me and Shelley were thinking, how can we uh, um, approach this? Apply it to a uh, to a fun drink. I don't remember the exact process, but uh, essentially we uh, we settled with a combination of pineapple juice and lime and uh, aromatic bitters. That was essentially it. Although I I. I do recall a uh, previous encounter that that we had that uh, maybe uh, you don't recall Uh-oh. when uh, um, when when you came up to the bar uh, one time and uh, you had asked uh, who had made your Negroni. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. And, uh, <laughs> You're right. And, and, that, and, and, I had because I, I oh, used to like get a Negroni at Trevinia. Mm-hmm. It was it was just enough of an unusual drink, and being an Italian restaurant, they knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, but there was one night where it was just something was a little 
better about sure, it. Sure, sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's always great to get, you know, positive feedback and encouragement because, you know, at the time, yeah, I was, uh, you know, fairly new and I hadn't been working too many nights. To have somebody come up and uh, uh, compliment you on the cocktail that they had just enjoyed um, is always a great, uh, great lift, you know. Never be shy with compliments <laughs> for, your, for your servers, bartenders, and cooks. I was about um, to ask, I'm going to ask you later about tips for bar goers. Mm-hmm. All right, so Trevigny, it's kind of where you launched your bartending career. Sure. After some time there, when Terra, the aforementioned mm-hmm. Terra, transformed into Bar Terra and Terra, having two distinctly sure. different spaces, one with the bar, you were their first bar manager and sure. got accolades there, an amazing write-up from Michael Bauer mm-hmm. in the San Francisco Chronicle. I believe he mentioned you by name, you know, to uh-huh. try your drinks. Then you went to, and you were there for a couple of years. I mean, you really got I was there going. for about two years or so. I mean, I uh, all told, I had been there probably closer to five doing various things right, previous to but, that but as, as a the bar. Area. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was so sad when you left there. And not because I can't have your drinks where you are now, sure. but see, every month or so, there's a meeting for parents at the uh, preschool, oh, and it's up right. in St. Helena. Mm-hmm. And so my routine became, I'll go to the meeting, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but then, of course, you know, as soon as the meeting's over, I sure. can just jump right over mm-hmm. and sit with you at the bar, and I just thought that made for a great night. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> but, but your drinks can still be had. You're currently now here in downtown Napa uh-huh. at Thomas Fagiani's. Yep, yep, 813 Main Street. That's right, across from the river, mm-hmm. across from Veterans Park. And you're keeping it going. It's become a cocktail destination. I'm sure a lot of folks that they hire are great mixologists. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that they're learning a lot from you. And I would also imagine you're learning a lot from them. It seems like a, one of those types of places that attracts talent. Am I? Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, for, for me, that was uh, the great impetus to, uh, to move on from my position at Terra and sign on with Fajani's Bar and the Thomas Restaurant. Uh, they brought a bevy of industry titans uh, to oversee their, uh, their cocktail program, most notably uh, Naren Young, who in 2013, uh, his bar, Saxon and Parole, was awarded the, uh, the best restaurant bar in the U.S. and a wealth of knowledge and super great stand-up guy and Lyndon Pride, uh, who made uh, big waves in Australia and then uh, moved over to uh, to the United States and uh, is the overall beverage uh, uh, director at the, the various properties within Africa. My first bar manager, Jim Wrigley. So that trifecta of people was very, very attractive to somebody like me who, while there's you know certainly a lot to be learned Especially nowadays, there's just a great wealth of information out there. You can find just about anything that you want to. You still do need mentors. You need mentors. And no matter how much you read, even if you're just a consumer and you can replicate recipes, if you got, if you got the person there mm-hmm. who created the drink yeah. or has made it a profession to perfect these drinks, it's the way to go. And I'm, you know, I'm proud to see that you have – proud like I have anything to do with it. <laughs> but just because I knew you when, uh, to see that you yourself have become – a destination behind the bar. You know, people come sure. to town and say, I've got to try a drink from Andrew. I've got to take a break. Okay. But when we come back, I want to talk about bar etiquette, maybe some experiences you've had working in Napa Valley and what it's like. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to spring it on you. You do that. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. La, 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 la. At 14:40 on your AM dial in Napa. And streaming live in Denver at KVON.com, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. Yeah, it's right, Denver. Andrew looks across like Denver. That's <laughs> anywhere you can get internet access. Okay. You can listen to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We're worldwide. I feel like I should uh, be uh, Larry King. Denver, hello. Hello, Denver. Get on the phone. It's Andrew Salazar. 
star bartender, mixologist. Do you care one way or the other? Are you a mixologist? Are you a bartender? Um, I think you know that uh, um, you know gets bandied about in a, in a way that makes it a bit uh, of an undesirable moniker. Uh, you know, which I, I, which uh, mixologist? Oh, really? So yeah. we should not call you. that? I mean, I, I'm not going to you know shy away from it. Uh, you know, it's it, it you know it's actually a term that's been around for a long time. There has um, been an arc to it. I know it's a, it's an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I first got into cocktails, people say, "Oh, Judd, he's a mixologist," just meaning I knew how to make drinks. Sure, and I thought that was cool. But mm-hmm. now I think it has become well. And the also, arc is going back towards bartender. Sure, sure, and but but also, I mean, you know, there's mixology and mixologist worked into a lot of the titles of the seminal cocktail books from the golden uh, age of mixing from 1862 up until prohibition but uh you know nowadays it seems like the uh that the title mixologist is rife with pretension yeah and the hipsters so, yeah and yeah whatnot. You know, i don't own a, a single fedora or, por- or pork pie hat no nor do i have a uh, handlebar mustache <laughs> but uh, and you're not even wearing suspenders no no but, and uh, yet you are <laughs> one of the best Bartenders, and in fact, Thank I will you. go. Yeah. I will go out and say this: there are very few people on this earth. You happen to be one of mm-hmm. them. You are one of the few. Where I'll walk into a bar, where you are, mm-hmm. and say, and and not trying to be flip or anything. Oh, make me whatever. But honestly, because I know who you are and I trust you, say, what are you proud of right now? What do I have to try? Sure. And just let you make something. And I've never once been disappointed. Sure. So I thank you for that. And. Not that I'm encouraging people to come in and stump the bartender, but if you go into uh, Andrew's Bar, which currently is Fagiani's, the Thomas, and you're there, which nights? I'm usually there Sunday through Wednesday night, and I do a little bit of uh, administrative work during the day on uh, most of the other days. So no. there's, a, there, there's a good chance if you wander in there, I'll be there in some capacity. Yeah, get a drink. You know, order <laughs> something off the menu or just ask but the, uh, but, 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 but the great thing is, as uh, Judd alluded to earlier, we have a, a really well-rounded stellar bar staff. So oh, sure. no, matter, no matter who you order from, you'll be getting a, a top-notch drink. Yeah, yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. I don't mean to sell anybody mm-hmm. short. I'm just saying, you know, I've known you a long time yeah. and I feel like I trust you. Anyway, I'm not saying I don't. Okay, I'm moving on. How about that? It's a great place. Have a drink. Um, let's talk about your career in the restaurant business because, yes, sure. you've been behind the bar, mm-hmm. but you've been at amazing restaurants. Sure. You know, Star, Napa yeah. Valley restaurants, um, you know, Trevino, Terra, Fagiani's now, the Thomas. So I'm curious, you know, certainly these are well respected, well regarded restaurants. People come, you know, for the food. In the case of Terra, I mean, that place is just overflowing with you know James Beard Award yeah, and the absolutely. Michelin star and so and 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 also you know to, to make a sports analogy you know you you you'd hear about the the coaching tree from Bill Walsh and you know all the different uh, coaches that he spawned uh, chef uh, Hiro has his own kind of chef tree including guys like uh, Curtis DeFady and uh, Greg Dunmore of uh, Nojo oh, in San yeah. Francisco which is there um, a few nights ago you know um, it it I think is something that's a credit to to Chef Hito that some of the people that have come through his kitchen are now rising culinary titans of their own. That's true. That kitchen has spawned some stars and you among them, you know, being behind the bar. So what is it like when you're working at a restaurant like that where people, I think first and foremost, do come for the food, Mm -hmm. then they see, hey, oh, I can get a drink as well. But you have to be thinking of those drinks in terms of the food, kind of like a food and wine pairing would, you know, what wine is going to go with the cuisine here? 
You mu- are you thinking about what drinks when you're creating the bar menu? To a degree, to a degree. I mean, I think certain times, especially with the uh, all the amenities that we have here in the Napa Valley and the fact that so much of our tourism and uh, economy is based on, you know, wineries such as uh, Judd's Hill. People, you know, uh, make a day of uh, tasting wine. And when they sit down to dinner, sometimes, you know, they want something as simple as a vodka and soda or, you know, a little Campari and soda or, uh, you know, gin and tonic. So sometimes, you know, Know, those things are just completely applicable. However, for those who are striving to find something a little bit uh, more interesting, of course, we want to have uh, things that are, uh, uh, you know, food friendly, and that's uh, definitely a focus currently that I'm trying to, t- to trying to expand upon in my current role is to have things that are applicable throughout the entirety of the meal, as evidenced by these uh, chocolate chocolate biscotti that uh, that I have made, which will be featured as part of our bar program. Oh, so this is a little preview. It is. All right. I'm unable to check to see if anybody has won these Mm -hmm. yet. We don't get good reception here. So if anybody wants chocolate biscotti handmade by my guest, Andrew Mm -hmm. Salazar, all you got to do is send a tweet right now. We'll take the first tweet with hashtag, that's the pound sign, JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Just put that out there. Say, get my hands on Judd's goodies or I want biscotti with the hashtag JNVS. I'll have it for you. We'll get it to you if you're local here in the Valley. Sure. So you're going to be using these absolutely, at work. absolutely. And so one thing that, in addition to the to the uh, bulwark, um, you know, kind of standard cocktail menu, we feature a list of aperitif cocktails, things that are on the lighter side that uh, are great appetite stimulators, things that aren't going to knock your socks off a little bit lower in alcohol, as well as dessert cocktails. We want you to be able to enjoy something from the bar throughout all stages of your dining experience. Mm. And so one of the things that we have to play around with is this uh, really cool uh, biscotti liqueur, which I was a little bit leery uh, when it was first introduced to me. But uh, trying it out, it's actually really quite lovely. Biscotti liqueur? Biscotti liqueur by uh, Faretti. What does that mean? I mean, they're not like fermenting biscotti, uh, I'm, are I'm, they? I'm, I'm are not they? sure how they're introducing the flavor to it, but uh, it is uncanny how much it uh, resembles a biscotti. More of a more of you know your kind of traditional uh, anise biscotti, but it's not a uh, or, or fennel biscotti, but it's not uh, hugely intense in that characteristic. It smells biscuity and sweet, and it's um, <laughs> like yeah, it's, uh, it's it's you got it's, some inspiration it's, from it's, it. It smells like biscotti. It's uh, really kind of bizarre, but in the best possible way. And so we feature or will be featuring a um, biscotti old fashioned, complete with uh, rye whiskey. The aforementioned biscotti liqueur will add the sweetness, some uh, chocolate bitters from the bitter truth, and then garnished with uh, with the uh, chocolate uh, biscotti. And while biscotti is delicious to be dunked into espresso, it is uh, equally delicious to dunk it into your biscotti um, old fashioned. Yeah, and it, it, it looks, yeah, I haven't had a bite of this yet, mm-hmm. but now I, I want some of them. <laughs> It is delicious. Well, wow. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. So you're inspired by this biscotti liqueur. I'm talking with my mouthful. You get inspired just by being here in the valley? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just uh, kind of uh, being surrounded uh, by the culture. That was uh, one of the one of the great things about, you know, working within the industry is spending time in the kitchen and seeing how those guys put flavor combinations together. And that's something that uh, that you see a lot nowadays is bar programs being inspired by the kitchen and applying techniques and using uh, I- ingredients that you wouldn't you wouldn't commonly find behind a bar, say, uh, five, ten years ago. Yeah, you're one of these guys that definitely goes out into the garden, 
Sure. It gets fresh ingredients to yeah. That's a that's infused, a that's a big emphasis of our that's a big emphasis of our program is you know we have this uh, great uh, garden at uh, Copia that's tended by actually one of our bartenders who um, is also a, a farmer. Uh, her name's uh, Noelle, and she's uh, you know oh, yeah, she's she fantastic. yeah yeah she she like me has been you know uh, in the industry for for many many years. She turned me on to whiskey and lime drinks, which I'd never nice nice. And in one night I was there, she's like, try this. <laughs> I said, you got it. It was almost like a daiquiri, but sure. like, but whiskey sour with lime yeah. base instead of the usual lemon, and mm-hmm. it was it was fabulous. Yeah, what's some good? You mentioned a bad etiquette earlier. What's what's good? What do you look for in a patron, especially when the night's busy? Like, who are you gonna pay more attention to, and who are you gonna? Not, you know, what are some tips for people going to bar? If you really want to make a good impression to the bartender, what, you know, what are I, some do's and don'ts? I, th- I think first and foremost is, uh, and, and this can apply with, you know, just any sort of, you know, customer interaction is uh, just be courteous. You know, courteous, uh, you know, patience uh, is, is a virtue and uh, you will, uh, you know, probably see a bit more, you know, attention uh, shown your way if, if you just, uh, you know, apply those those two basic rules. Don'ts, I think the don'ts are pretty obvious, you know, snapping uh, or, or, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, like this, wild, hey, hey, I yeah, need yeah, a drink. wild wild gesticulations you know it's it, oh. it, it it's not that we don't see you it's uh you know there's there's only so much we can do at any given time i learned a and, great trick for getting a drink mm-hmm. uh, many years ago down in los angeles it's not something i can do personally sure but I, it was um was it was down in orange county mm-hmm. at this uh, it was a great bar i don't think it's there anymore it became what is now don the beachcombers down oh there, excellent but in its f- former in incarnation really busy night was up at the bar with a group of friends trying to get a drink it was taking forever one of my friends came up, female friend, mm-hmm. of course. That's why I can't do this myself. You'll find <laughs> out in a minute. She says, ah, you've been up here a while. I said, yeah. She's like, well, I'm getting a drink. What do you want? I said, what do you, what? You're going to just jump over the bar and make it? She says, no, no, no. She just, you know, leaned over, let her cleavage fall a little uh-huh. bit. And within a minute, we both had our drinks. Well, there you go. So anyway, tips. Does that work at uh, <laughs> Fajianis? Are you, are you keeping track of who's been in line? Who's been... Uh... <laughs> ideally, I, 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 ideally, we try to uh, get things on a uh, first-come, 1st first serve basis. But, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's always an exception. There's always an... Okay, keep that in mind, folks, whatever it takes. Have you ever had any weird... In any of your, any of your places that you've worked, any weird things going on? Any good anecdotes of funny stories, something you had to get involved in or something you witnessed that was just... You, you went home that night and had to write it down because that was just something bizarre. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if I if I did keep a uh, diary, okay, I do. Don't okay. judge me. Um, <laughs> it would be, uh, you know, it, it'd be pretty replete with, you know, all sorts of uh, uh, funny stories. But, uh, you know, usually, you know, some of the some of the better ones, um, you know, in, in include our brethren because, you know, people who, who work behind the bar also like to enjoy being on the other side of the bar as patrons. And uh, for us, you know, it, 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 it's, it's very fun because it, it's people who are kindred spirits. I'm talking about fellow bartenders. Fellow bartenders. Yeah. 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 Who are kindred spirits who like to have a good time. Sometimes uh, maybe a, a bit too much and so we uh we recently uh just uh, finished up a uh, bottle rock near the end of uh, uh may yeah may yeah. i think I th- I th- just a few weeks let's, ago let's call it may yeah and so uh the second iteration ran a bit more smoothly than than our first go around and what happened you're getting to something i'm getting to something yeah yeah and so lay it um, on me <laughs> so we're ready so for, so so for the first bottle rock after an extremely busy saturday night we're you know we're in the process of cleaning up we we're pretty haggard one of the uh, one of the bathrooms had been locked and been able to uh be accessed for you know a good two three hours and uh we didn't know what the heck had happened so lights are fully on we're sweeping up collecting all the broken uh, broken glass you know teeth on the floor whatever uh, oh, whatever geez. it may be 
um, uh, you know, a little bit hyperbole, of course, when uh, one of our friends who uh, now works at the Farmer and the Fox, if that uh, keys you in onto whom it might be, emerges rather bleary-eyed from this from this uh, bathroom that that had been uh, uh, locked for for hours and hours on end, <laughs> and uh, as he uh, as he staggers out uh, staggers out very beleaguerly, uh, one of our uh, barbacks exclaims, "Hey, look what I found!" and he triumphantly thrusts his uh, uh, hands into the air, much to uh, the delight of, uh, of us all who witnessed it. You know, it's, uh, it, 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 it's always a bit, uh, uh, you know, dicey telling uh, you had to be there kind of stories, but uh, it, was, it, it, it was a buoy to our spirits after we had just uh, been punished. You needed that. After, yeah, after, after we'd just been punished for, you know, six straight hours of, you when, know. When you're in walking distance of forty to 50,000 people who mm-hmm. have just gotten out of a concert and sure. want to drink, that's a tough night. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time. Okay. I want to take advantage because you obviously do your homework. You are an intellectual. You approach uh, bartending and cocktail history as an academic. I've seen your treatise on the Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you're good. Can you quickly give one piece of advice to maybe the home bartender who might have some booze in the cabinet and a couple mixers, but just how do you take the next step and easily bring your game up to impress your friends? Sure, sure. I would say practice your punches. Punches are delicious. They're communal. They're one of you know the the, the very first examples of, of mixed uh, mixed drinks. And you can use anything that you have laying around to uh, to fill to fill your punch bowl. You got a resource, folks can look. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a really great resource by a noted cocktail historian David Wondrich. I, I believe it's simply called Punch. I think it's just called Punch. Yeah, yeah. And it, you'll you'll be fascinated by the amount of history, and you know you'll be eager to try some of the recipes in there. But if you don't feel like going through that channel, just you know there's a very simple there's a very simple um, little lilting phrase that let's see if I can remember. That's a, that's a very basic sort of recipe for punch, and I think it's one of sour, two of sweet. Three of strong, four of weak. Sour being, of course, citrus juice, sugar. You could make it a little bit more fancy, but you could just use regular sugar. Um, and these are parts. One these part, are parts. citrus. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you don't need, you know, specific measurements. If you can, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a thimble or if it's a cup. As long as you keep these proportions the same, you'll end up with something delicious. And so uh, strong, of course, is spirit, weak, water, or you can make it tea, something a bit more flavorsome. All right. So one part citrus, two parts sugar, mm-hmm. three parts liquor, mm-hmm. four parts it could be a, a tea, water, parts, you know, uh, yeah, juice, yeah. or absolutely, something Absolutely, like absolutely. And then, you know, maybe a little bit of spice, and then you can adorn it with, you know, all sorts of, you know, fruit. Well, I do have that book, Punch, by mm-hmm. David Wonder, and it's really cool. It's got yeah. a great history, great recipes. You like biscotti, but Andrew Salazar, bartender, extraordinaire, Napa Valley, legend. Do you go nuts for donuts? <laughs> do I go nuts for donuts? I believe I do. Well, he's bringing a pink box oh, to you right goodness. now. Oh, my goodness. All right, we have to go kind of <laughs> quickly here. Open up that box from our friends at Buttercream okay. Bakery. Choose one of those donuts. Choose oh. one. Here, rip it open. Anyone you rip like. it I'm open. Going with this uh, old. Is this a crawler? Ah, oh, you did. I don't usually bring the fancy oh, French nice. chocolate, but I had you in today, and you're kind of a fancy <laughs> French chocolate kind it's of guy. Very true. So you're nibbling on that here in Napa mm-hmm. Valley, a fancy French chocolate donut. Lauren, help yourself. Um, what are you mixing? What are you What are you drinking with that? Oh my goodness! Um, with this, I might try. You know, donuts and coffee always delicious. We just uh, and in fact, it ties nicely with uh, with Napa Valley. Uh, Firelit coffee liqueur. Okay, coffee liqueur with your donut. Go in and see Andrew. Bring your own donut. Or you've got you've actually have donuts at Fajian. We sure do. Okay, yeah. so order some and he'll make you a drink. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is madlet that's right it's the fill in the blank game i think andrew you know how this works let's go 
I'm not even going to ask you if you're ready. Here we go. Give me a number. Any number. Any number between 140, 139 and 141. I'll say 140. 140. Sold. That's a good one. Thank you, Lauren. An adjective. You must be good at those. Oh, uh, let's go with uh, forceful. Forceful. Another adjective. Another adjective. Another oh, one. yes. Okay. Well, uh, one of my favorites always uh, is Rubenesque. <laughs> Rubenesque. That's good, man. You are Mr. Art History. Well, that's just what I do, a, darling. A plural noun. A plural noun, a plural noun. What did... uh, How about moonbeams? Moonbeams. Now, a superlative. Well, this might be pushing the envelope in terms of superlative, but let's go with brutish. Okay, we'll go brutish. Brutishist. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And finally, an exclamation. Hmm. One of my favorites. Boom, yummy. All right, I say that all the time when you well, of course. Uh, make How could a drink. You not? All right, Andrew Salazar, I um, went online and got some biographical information about you. Oh my! And we've just rewritten it via this Mad Libs game. Good lord! Are you ready? Uh, I think I am. Here we go. Andrew Salazar has been working his magic behind Napa Valley's finest bars for the past 140 years. Hey now. <laughs> a real-life local and graduate of St. Helena High School, Andrew started on this forceful career path <laughs> almost across the street from his Rubenesque alma mater. Hey now. <laughs> uh, and, that, and you start over at Trevenia. Yes. His creative vision and chef's intuition in the world of cocktails brought him fans and moonbeams. Who recognized the talent in this young man and brought him notoriety as a master mixer. Having crafted drinks at some of Napa Valley's most brutish restaurant bars. Nice, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Andrew has firmly established himself as a star of spirits here in wine country. To his success, we raise a glass and exclaim... Boom, Boom yummy. yummy! Tell your friends. That's right. Andrew Salazar, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Judd. This is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show. A Gil Lamar production. That's Napa Valley Show.